Hey friends, happy Saturday. Today's episode, I got to sit down with Jasmine, who shares her experience about being a working mom and the guilt and responsibility that comes with that. Jasmine also battles depression and finds that her career, family, and mental health is all a balancing act that she's doing her best to manage. I think many moms can relate to Jasmine, and you'll find out why. Let's jump in. Hi, my name is Jasmine. I am a mother of a wonderful five-year-old boy. Um, I was... I am divorced, but I am in a serious relationship. Um, I'm also an admissions director for a local hospital here in town. How long have you been in the medical field? Um, I finished nursing school um, in 2015 um, and then started off as an LPN, um, like in a nursing home. But now I'm more on the administrative side of healthcare. How did you make that transition from nursing to administration? With luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I um, I was originally kind of like forced into nursing by my family. But um, it's just, I think nurses and all healthcare workers have an amazing job and they do an amazing job, especially in, you know, today's <laughs> pandemic. Um, but I just found that like it, it wasn't the right fit for me and it takes a certain type of person to be a nurse and I commend them, but it just wasn't for me. So um, I was lucky enough to, you know, find my way into the administrative side of healthcare, um, you know, through connections. But um, my job now, I absolutely love. So you became a mom in the midst of um, being in the medical field and your uh, medical career, what was going back to work like after having a baby? Um, so I didn't even, I didn't really know what my plans were like going back to work because um, I actually started my first nursing job while I was pregnant. And then I left um, when I was like close to nine months. Um, and then I planned on coming back and I just never did. And I think it, it took me um, until he was like two years old to go back to work. <laughs> it's hard. It was hard to leave him. Did you struggle in the beginning? Like emotionally, was it really like even just physically being away from him during the day? Yes. Um, I was also um, eating full time. Um, he would not take a bottle. <laughs> he would not. I tried. I tried everything. He just would not. So um, he started weaning off. Um, and then I was able to go into work. But, you know, when I first started, like, that was the only thing on my mind. I was just like, Oh, my God, is he starving? Is he okay? Like, I need to go home. Um, it was just so rough. Was there anything that helped you get back into the swing of things after maternity leave? Or is it just something where it just takes some time to get used to? Um, it, it took some time, <laughs> honestly. But um, eventually, uh, it, it got easier to take, you know, my family's help. And um, at the end of the day, I just had to realize that I had to be working <laughs> in order to you know, take care of us. And um, I was going through a divorce at that time. 
so you know I really did have to go to where I didn't I didn't really have a choice <laughs> Um, so the relationship that you're in now, we kind of talked about before where he stays home with your son most of the time. Um, yeah, he did. Um, my son's in kindergarten now. So, um, but before that, um, he would be with him every day, all day, every day. <laughs> so I really appreciated that because, um, that's hard too. <laughs> being the stay at home parent. That's hard too. It might be even harder actually. <laughs> So one of the things I thought was funny when we originally spoke, I think it was like a pre-interview type of thing, is you had described yourself as being like Angelica's mom in Rugrats. And anybody who's a 90s baby knows who this character is. She always has her ancient cell phone, you know, like the flip kind, but it's only half flip, always attached to her, always on the phone. Do you have any sort of tips for unplugging when you get home and being able to separate work from from leisure. That's something I'm still trying to manage and figure out myself because it's hard when you really do have to answer those phone calls um, because people are waiting on you and then there's just the emails. The emails wait of course but like the phone calls I feel like I'm always on the phone and uh, it sucks to you know stop the middle of like your weekend and be like okay hold on one second I'll be right there just I gotta take this call but um I don't know. <laughs> it's just uh, something that I have to do. And um, thankfully, my family is understanding and we kind of um, are used to the way things are. Um, I try to, you know, give my son and um, my boyfriend, you know, attention. And um, I try to be present as much as I can. And I it's kind of hard because you have to kind of divide yourself uh and um the calls that I could put off I do but you know there are always those calls that I have to pick up like one second I'll be right back do you have a lot of mom guilt that comes with that yes (laughs) mom guilt happens every day and I think it happens like for moms who aren't even working mom guilt is just an everyday thing I don't know why but it's there I just feel like maybe we all think that we could do better or we're just a little hard on ourselves but I'm sure everyone can relate I wonder why mom guilt is such a popular term in society right now but you never hear of dad guilt yeah (laughs) I really like, I'm, I'm sure dads have it. Like, no dad wants to be on the phone versus, like, playing on the, the ground with their kids. I get that. But, and maybe it's because they don't really talk about it. They're not one to be vulnerable, vulnerable and be like, this really bothers me that I have to divide my time. But society just pushes the mom guilt. You see it everywhere. It's in all these articles. It's all over social media. Mom guilt, mom guilt, mom guilt. Whatever you're doing, it's not good enough. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think it's something just wired in us. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. With with that, I... Um, but yeah, the, the mom guilt is real. I just... Um, we are a little harder on ourselves, I think, as moms because we want to be the best that we could be for our kids. And we're always our biggest critics. Yeah, definitely. I think maybe some of it is just the maternal instinct. Like, yeah, there's that obvious difference between moms and dads when it comes to like being protective or being, and I've actually had this conversation conversation in the last couple of days with a girlfriend. Like it just doesn't seem like, 
um, being a protective parent is like looked a looked at positively by society anymore. Everybody's like, oh, well, we did that when we were kids and we survived. It's like, that's not what I want for my kid. So I'm cool with being a helicopter parent. But yeah, even my husband is like almost a complete opposite. Like, how is it there's such a huge difference between moms and dads when it comes to that instinct? I don't even. Yeah, that's so true. Because like, moms, I feel like they have like 10,000 more worries on top of everything and there's always something in the back of our mind that we need to like get to or worry about and um dads typically they're like they're fine yeah (laughs) they're alive they're they're fine and on top of that after you know all the stress and everything dads are still able to like have the energy to play with the kids and I'm just like how where do you get the energy to play because they haven't spent all day in this anxiety induced panic about everything that can go wrong yeah whereas we we're so hard on ourselves by the end of the day we're like kid I love you but I do not have the energy yeah and I think that's something that you know a lot of moms can relate to as well that sometimes to be honest we don't have the energy to to like sit down and play with our kids and it sucks and I think uh, that's a big part of mom guilt as well because we want to be this like happy fun mom but at the same time there's like a, a list of responsibilities and a list of anxieties that's just constantly going. Right. I saw this meme on social media the other day and it was like mom life versus dad life. And it was like a little cartoon, just like a little sketch, but the mom had like a bag of um, fast food and the dad had a bag of fast food. It was like two separate things for the mom. It was like, Oh, she's too lazy to cook dinner for dad. It was like, Oh, he's so fun. He got takeout. And then for like watching TV or like screen time and stuff for dad. It's like, Oh, that's so nice. that he's watching a movie with this kid. And then for moms, it's like, Oh, she's too lazy to play with her kid. Like there's such a double standard, not even in like mom guilt stuff, just everything that we do. If a man does it, it's viewed differently. Yeah. The double standard is definite real. <laughs> it's, <Yeah>. it's real. <laughs> do you agree or disagree that there's a double standard in the workplace for working parents? I do. Um, I uh, I don't know if you wanted to get into that um, article that you were talking about. Yeah. So um, last night when I was doing some research, I landed upon this website. It's an organization called AAUW. And I'm not exactly sure what that stands for, but apparently it's like some kind of women's advocate organization. So What I came across was called the motherhood penalty, and I'll just kind of summarize what it says, basically, Um, and then I can always post this article if anybody wants to take a look for themselves. So basically, it says that there has been research that was done that shows that hiring managers are less likely to hire mothers compared to women who don't have kids, and when employers do make an offer to a mother, they offer her a lower salary than they do other women. So men, by contrast, don't suffer a penalty when they become fathers. And in fact, there's some evidence of a fatherhood bonus, quote unquote, in which their earnings actually increase. Um, so basically, because of this kind of um, salary gap, and it says that the Census Bureau did some research that found that between two years before the birth of a couple's first child and a year after, 
the earnings gap between opposite sex spouses doubles. And then the gap continues to grow until that child reaches 10. So it narrows after the kid turns 10, but never really disappears completely. And then that's what they call the motherhood penalty. Basically that there's this like financial disadvantage to being a mom versus being a dad. I've actually like experienced that firsthand or I guess witnessed that (laughs) firsthand. Um, I've I've conducted like quite a a few interviews lately and um, uh, in the interviews, I, I sit down with my boss who's, you know, my higher up and um, you know, after the interview, I noticed like that's kind of like a thing that they look for. Like it's a factor at least um, whether or not they have kids uh, for some reason, like um, it's understandable why they could think that kids like maybe like a liability, but at the same time, like it's regular life. It shouldn't be a factor that doesn't like, just because, you know, some, a mom has kids doesn't mean like she'll put in any less effort than what she would if she didn't really yeah and I feel like that is even it's like that kind of sucks because it's not even being a mom versus being a dad that makes you a good parent yeah you can have a mom who is so involved in her job that when she gets a call that her kid is sick they're like all right I'll send the nanny or you know I don't really have time for this today and then that same school can call the dad and the dad will be like I'll be right there Yeah. So it really doesn't even matter if you're a mom or not. It doesn't make you like the, I don't know, primary caregiver. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, What is your boss's, what are their, their worries when it comes to hiring moms? Um, I think what they worry about is, you know, whether or not they'll show up or, you know, miss out on, you know, work days, having to call off and all that. Um, that's probably their main concern. Have you had any experience when it comes to the the pay difference? Um, I can't really say because I haven't really um, interviewed men. <laughs> um, but I'm sure it does happen. But uh, another thing, it, it just sucks that like, um, like it happens to me too, like, because I am a mom, I do have those days where I do need a call out for some reason. My kid's sick or, you know, I can't come in um, for something I have to attend to for him. And I don't like no one actually makes me feel bad directly, but I automatically feel bad. And I don't know if I'm like conditioned to make myself think that way, but I there's that guilt again. There's like worker's guilt now, like mom guilt and worker's guilt. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> we actually talked about this in another episode. I interviewed um, a private chef who in that industry, it's pretty much male dominated. And she said um, basically that she felt like she had to work double to prove her worth. Yeah. Because you're always having to put in that extra effort to make sure that people don't view you as like somebody who's going to be flaky or yeah. You know, not be able to prioritize or whatever. So I think that's how I felt like coming into the position because they knew I had a kid and I did feel like I had to, like a lot more to prove. Like I could be here. You don't have to worry. But on the days that I can't be here, I hope you understand. <laughs> right. And it's great to have a boss that it, um, 
maybe it's easier to, do you think it's easier to have a female boss who understands than a male boss? Or do you think there's any difference? Um, I don't think there's been a difference. I actually have a really great boss who does understand. And <laughs> so I'm fortunate, but I know others are not so fortunate. So um, it's just, it all depends. I think a, a woman boss could be just as hard on you. <laughs> yeah. What's the toughest part about being a working mom for you? Um, I think uh, just the burnout <laughs> from like, having to work that nine to five and then coming home and again, not having that energy to play or, you know, kind of wanting that time to myself. And it, I do feel bad about it. And, but at the same time, I think moms also need to give themselves breaks before they break. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I saw a quote that said that, and it's, it's just so real because you do have to take care of your mental health, um, especially when you're trying to have this like, um, like a balancing act <laughs> when you're juggling mom life and work life and your mental health and relationships. It's just one big balancing act that you just got to try your best at. Yeah, definitely. Is there anything that you do to cope with it or... Do you have something that's just for you? Um, you know, lately I do struggle with um, depression. So it's it's an ongoing battle that I'm trying to um, get through. I think um, there are days where you just really do need to unplug. And um, it's okay to have those days where you literally do nothing or watch tv all day <laughs> like those days are okay and I think that's something that you know moms shouldn't feel bad for because you do need that break and time to relax I feel that way about texting like I don't know if it's because I'm a millennial and we've just kind of grown up with technology and things like that but I find myself getting so overwhelmed or stressed out by returning texts on days when I'm just like I can barely show up for myself or my son or my husband. And then now I have to add being social and being a good friend and being a good like oh relative God, and all I that, you know, forgot about that being a friend. Like I, yeah, <laughs> that like, wasn't even like a thought in my mind. Cause like, honestly, like that gets put on the back burner for sure. Yeah. Well, and if you have the right friends, they'll understand like they do. Yeah. When you're like in your, maybe like late teens, like you're 19 and you're out going out with friends who haven't necessarily had kids or settled down with a family yeah. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. If you don't respond to a text, it gets taken personally. Oh yeah. I've, I've been unfriended from that before. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh, well, okay. Right. I, yeah. I'm like, sorry. I can be a good friend to you and I'm always here for you if you absolutely need me. But some days I deserve to just be able to unplug. But now that I'm a mom and I have other mom friends, if I don't respond to something, they're like, get back to me when you can. Like, it's not a yeah. big deal. Don't apologize. Don't feel bad. And that's such a great feeling. Yeah, I think we're at an age now where we all just kind of understand. Like, yeah, it's all just hard. So yeah, like, keep going. I really yeah. need me. <laughs> yeah, like you could have a girlfriend that texts you on a Thursday is like, hey, what are you doing today? And you don't respond till Sunday. And you're like, oh, just doing chores. And she totally gets it. She's like, all yeah. right. <laughs> I know, like some of my friends I haven't spoken to like in months. But if I needed them, they'd be there. 
Yeah, but you're still friends, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, back when you were 19, if you didn't respond for months or hit them up, they're like, all right, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think unplugging just even from your your cell phone and not answering texts if you don't have the, like, the mental capacity that day, I think that's a big key when battling depression is, like, being able to take that time to reset. Yeah, definitely. I think – And just, like, a lot of moms do struggle with depression, and that in itself is difficult. So, like, honestly, if you're waking up and actually getting up, I think that's already a win. And even on the days where you're not getting up, that's okay, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're completely entitled to just laying in bed for the day. Yeah. And you're allowed to, like, feel that emptiness and feel that hole that you feel like you're in you just can't live there like take your time be in that hole but you got to come out eventually and then as soon as you get out of bed it's like that's a win small victory (laughs) yeah and that's like something that I've you know just realized recently (laughs) and um I've come a long way with my depression and I'm I I feel like it's gonna go away someday I know it (laughs) how does your depression affect you in the workplace um, you know what? Honestly, in the workplace, it's not really there. And that's kind of, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I think it's because, like, it's, I'm so busy. I don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know if, like, that makes it to where when I get home, it's amplified. Um, I'm not sure. But um, that kind of sucks. That part of it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like... Do you feel like it's not really there because it's a distraction or because at work you can't really let yourself be depressed? You know what I mean? So yeah. you have to like kind of put on a happy face for work. Then by the time you get home, then you're allowed to be in your natural state and maybe that yeah. just feels exhausting. I think so. Um, yeah, it's almost like I'm a great actress. <laughs> like, they, they don't even know that side of me. <laughs> And then at the end of the day, it's just like, and see. Right. (laughs) It's like taking off your bra at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, What do you think professional mothers can do to manage their time better? Um, Honestly, maybe, I don't even know. I'm so unorganized. I'm just winging it. (laughs) But um, I'm sure, like, find out. Um, what works best for you make a schedule if you need to um, I really do need to make a schedule for myself but um, life happens and you know sometimes dinner doesn't get started until 7 30 um, so it is what it is <laughs> has parenthood taught you any skills that you use at work yes <laughs> um, I think uh, they're are a few ladies that I work with that I honestly have to treat um, as toddlers. (laughs) They do throw tantrums and sometimes you just have to baby them and, you know, let them know it's going to be okay. You're okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's taught me how to be um, more patient with people. Did you struggle any more than usual with depression during the pandemic? Yes, I went batshit crazy. 
I would like pick apart at everything and like things that went wrong that were little things just felt like enormous things and um my boyfriend and I had just started um living together when the pandemic hit so (laughs) that was a roller coaster in itself (laughs) like he just you know kind of got stuck with like this crazy stir crazy side of me (laughs) and just all the mental health problems and all the (laughs) depression and all the crazy came out, um, but he still chose to stick around. So um. that's good. That's one way to throw you out of that honeymoon phase, right into real, you know, oh. reality. Yeah. <laughs> Does he have any experience with depression or anything, or was being with you like his first, um, firsthand experience, like trying to support you? Yeah, yeah. It, I think um, this was his first experience, and. Um, it definitely has taken a lot of learning. It, it takes a lot of patience to love somebody with depression. And um, you do have to learn their love language and kind of learn when to, you know, um, give them s- space when they need it and not be so hard on them when <laughs> they're like already falling apart. And sometimes you just have to be a little more patient with them and um I think now he understands me better and um especially when it's like that time of the month um it's funny because we have um one of those whiteboard calendars and then um in the corner um he wrote three eight (laughs) I never knew what it was and then I I recently found out that he was tracking when I would be on my period <laughs> so he would know. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd both be crazy, like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> that sounds like a keeper. Yeah, I was like, is that what that's for? <laughs> I never knew what it was. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. More men should pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, honestly, they should. It would probably save a lot of energy, a lot of fights. yeah especially because usually like the emotion and like the the high energy and the overwhelming comes before you even start yeah so it's like if you don't know that it's coming up or you haven't been paying attention and you're crying over like a commercial it would be handy to have somebody who tracks that for you like this is why you're upset (laughs) (laughs) he's very smart (laughs) (laughs) what advice do you have for working moms who are also battling depression um, again, just, just, uh, be kind to yourself. Take it easy. I know the guilt is never going to stop and you might never stop feeling bad about things that you shouldn't have to feel bad for. Um, but just remember to be kind to yourself. Take that time for yourself and take care of your mental health. Cause at the end of the day, your family needs you to be okay. And that's how you're going to be the best mom you could be is to make sure that you're okay. Yeah. I heard a quote that said something about you can't pour from an empty cup. Yes. (laughs) And I've never really understood like the intensity of that quote until I became a mom and needed, had somebody who was relying on me to get through the day. And you know, there have been days where, you know, you did have to pour from an empty cup. <laughs> We're like negative, negative liquid. 
<laughs> that cup is bone dry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what we're pouring, but we're still trying. It's like a little kid's like tea party where you're just pouring and there's nothing yeah. in there. You just keep <laughs> dumping this empty kettle. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. We're just, you know, just keep going with the tea party. And <laughs> it's okay. It'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. And hope the sun rises tomorrow. <laughs> Which it will. Don't forget that it will. It will. Tomorrow's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for sitting down with me. I really appreciate it. I know you have a busy schedule and I would hate to take away any free time that Angelica's mom may have. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And um, I really enjoyed being on here. And I think your podcast will reach a lot of women who need it. And it's nice to know that you know, we're not alone. Definitely. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. That concludes another episode of the Pink Plus podcast. Did you find something with Jasmine that you related to? I know I sure did. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram at Pink Plus Podcast. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Catch you next time.